Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome everybody to Lost on Lost. I'm Adam Busher and I'm joined as always by Junior Chess Grandmaster J.P. Russell. Well, I came in third last year, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we are. That was my whole banter section that I have written was your third place finish in last year's chess tournament. Yeah, well, I'm still a little bitter about it, so, you know. Uh, all right, what should we talk about instead? Um, so, uh, so J.P., uh-huh. the, the work trip is coming to a close. Yeah, so or so I hear. <laughs> So you're told. And we've been intentionally vague about it this entire time, mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, we, we don't know what we can talk about, what we want to talk about yet, or what you, the listener, might be interested in hearing about. If you have questions about the work trip, like what it was, what we had to do to keep uh, keep the show going during the duration of the work trip, anything like that, um, please send us your questions about it, uh, or just comments or anything like that. That way we won't have to cut into like our normal, you know, excellent, uh, hilarious Lost on Lost content by talking about like <laughs> podcasting logistics and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, if y'all out there have questions about the work trip, about what it was and what it entailed, uh, you know, shoot us an email at wearelostandlost at gmail.com. Uh, you can DM us on Instagram. Um, Twitter might still be around. You can DM us on Maybe. Twitter. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> now, on to, the, on to the rest of it. Uh, today we are talking about Enter 7-7, the 11th episode of Season 3 and the 60th episode of Lost Overall. Our eccentric character is everyone's second favorite $5 an hour fry cook. Enter 7-7 takes place on the 79th day after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. JB. That's me. Gotta recap? I hope so. Do it. Enter 77 in this economy? (laughs) On the island, our A-team makes some new friends. Mikhail, a cat, and some dead lady. We get more questions than answers about a lot of things. Who's Dharma? Who's a hostile? Who wants to play some chess? Damn it, Locke, we're gonna need you to focus up here. Lives are on the line. On the beach, ping pong. That's it. No notes, just ping pong. (laughs) And in the before time, Saeed meets up with some old friends. Isn't it good to just meet up with people, you know, just have real conversations? Not a cell phone in sight. People just living in states of constant torture. Good thing you guys shot that lady. Otherwise, Jack might try to sleep with her. Queen's Gambit, more like I spent 77 hours trying to look for a joke that rhymes with Gambit. Let's talk about it here today on Lost on Lost. Not my strongest intro. I'm tired. I'm not hydrated. I'm not moisturized. But you know what I am, Adam? Oh, what are you, JP? I'm looking in the face of our guest. That's a weird way to put it, but <laughs> yes, you are. Here we are. Um, welcome to the show, Bree Salmon. Hi. Welcome, Bree. <laughs> nice to be here. Is it? It's, I mean, Why? it's okay. No, no, it's just nice to look you in the face sometimes. Been told quite the contrary Aww. a lot. Just take the fucking compliment, JP. Christ. Uh, anyways, um, so Bree, you're you're our first official guest of the work trip. Um, our previous one, uh, Jen Messina, 
uh, known gold chain enthusiast Jen Messina. Her episode had to get scrapped for technical reasons, but you're here with us today of your own free will. Sure. Uh, you're not being coerced in any way, right? There are definitely no guns pointed at me right now. Well, I mean, just the normal ones. <laughs> Bree, tell us a little bit about yourself. We normally start with what, if any, is your background with the ABC television program Lost? I uh, vaguely remember it being on when I was in, was that middle school? But I never watched it because I was reading a lot of books at the time. Nerd! That's fair. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I have no idea what's going on here. That is something that I want to get into. So while you weren't watching Lost, you are an avid book enthusiast. Yes, I'm enthused about books. <laughs> yeah, so what, what kind of stuff do you typically read? Coincidentally, I was reading a lot of uh, dystopian stuff. Uh -huh. and uh, People stranded on desert islands or something like that. I yeah. don't know. Deserted islands. I guess I was reading about it and not wanting to see it. I don't know what was going sure. on. I was like 12. So, so as opposed to reading about the past, like in history, you're just reading about the not too distant future. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and then when you're when you're watching TV, what kind of stuff do you like to watch? Anything with lesbians in it. Well, that makes three of us. <laughs> Did you say lesbians? Yeah, okay. Lebanese. My bad. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been watching Dahmer. Oh fuck yeah! As controversial as it is in the Twitter sphere, that yeah. is probably going to be obsolete in about two days. Hollywood has a real problem with taking like monsters, I guess, and then like making them hot. Yeah, that's an issue. Yeah, like in that movie Monsters Inc., all those sexy monsters running around. It's a well, real problem for me. They made a mini series about Waco um, on the Paramount oh, yeah. channel, and yeah. and Taylor Kirsch played. David Koresh and everybody was like, yeah. why is David Koresh? Why do I want to bang David Koresh? <laughs> that is an issue. I was going to say, uh, Dahmer's a local boy done bad story, JP. <laughs> oh, we've uh, heckled him many a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody keeps giving me shit about being from Milwaukee. But yeah, uh, do you guys want to talk about some Lost? Sure. Sure. So yeah, so Enter 7-7 originally aired on March 7th, 2007. Mm -hmm. It was written by Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof and directed by Stephen Williams. For jokes about these three clowns, please go listen to Lost on Lost episodes 7, 10, 12, and 35. <laughs> so, like, the show opens. My note is a Sawyer pensive. Yeah, I, he seemed worried. He seemed anxious. I don't know. The yeah. return of the, the high pony also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, I, I don't know, man. I know we've been up and down on the high pony. I kind of like it this time around. Yeah, it's not it's not bad. What a strange way to start the episode on with all the high stakes that we're going to get into. And we're like, Sawyer wants his stuff back and there's a ping pong table. That's mm. the tension we're going to start out with. It becomes a little bit more apparent, like, why he's so consternated. It, the pretense is like, yeah, all his stuff has been stolen. But like sure. underneath, he's actually worried about Kate. I mean, he's trying to avoid feeling about that. By focusing on his missing stash, I guess. Her Hurley comes in. There's there's so much exposition dump mm -hmm. in this this episode where it's like, oh, the hatch exploded. Well, I thought it collapsed. Well, the sky turned purple. And it's just like, what am I supposed to do with all this information? <laughs> I think in my notes it says the sky is purple. And then my notes are the most random thing I've ever seen. No, in my that, that's life. correct. You're so, doing it right. <laughs> it was like a stream of consciousness. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. So the hatch explosion slash implosion, the sky turning purple, is part of the season two to finale, which we have yet to watch, oh. which is why we are uh, still pretty in the dark about it. So they're dragging the ping pong table out here. Um, a, like, 
it has to be level, so let's set it up on the fucking beach. <laughs> Next, um, this is the only thing like I actually liked from this first scene is that Paolo comes wandering in with his magazine, yeah. and Sawyer's like, "That's mine." Sawyer's kind of like a bully. He's less so in season three as he is earlier, but like he's always kind of used to being just kind of brash and aggressive, and then getting what he wants out of it. Paolo right. doesn't really do that. He he pushes back, which is actually kind of nice it's like one of the only decent things paul has ever done i don't care i still cannot wait until he dies yeah <laughs> same but then the joke is like he hands me he's like here here's my magazine i was using it in the shitter and then sawyer's like ew how long have they been on the island at this <laughs> point the last time like, any of you washed your hands never <laughs> you've all just been living in filth right it's you're fun. covered in bacteria it's ridiculous yeah I, that w- it would be more realistic if everybody was just covered in acne. Like <laughs> a fact. I was trying to figure out which issue of Guns and Ammo that was. It's not one that I own, and I think I own them all back to eighty eight, okay. so it must be a real old one. And that just means that somebody was on eight one five with a pre eighty eight guns and ammo. Or maybe they got it from the hatch. I don't know. Could, oh maybe it happened. Sell out with the ping pong table apparently. Yeah, yeah. They really do a lot of Sawyer making comments about Hurley. You know, like, it's got all these nicknames for him, but he also says something about the uh, salad. Oh, yeah, that's really working for you. Like, we're really trying to set up early that, oh, yeah, in case you forgot all the other 5,000 fucking times that Sawyer has given an inappropriate, racist, fat phobic, misogynistic, yeah, yeah, misogynistic niche nickname to somebody. Hey, we're going to do it a bunch of times, like, in the cold open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut to the jungle. We got our A-team. We've seen little slices of this mission. This is an ongoing mission throughout season three that takes the span of something like five episodes. Yeah. So we've seen, like, we've seen the beginning of it. We've seen the end of it. We've seen the middle of it. But we cut to the cold open. I wanted this one to be uh, the Always Sunny theme, where it's, like, <laughs> the one where the crew grabs Mikhail. <laughs> <laughs> the gang captures Mikhail. Because, yeah, we've yeah. seen later in this same mission, Mikhail already with them in captivity covered in blood and tied up and fucked up Um, i feel fairly confident that they get out of this pickle yeah (laughs) the four of them uh Locke, kate saeed and danielle they're still just like trucking through the jungle i think i if i'm remembering right the ultimate goal is to get to the others because they still have jack Whoever that is. Yeah, he's he's the white savior. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, like their, their stated mission isn't to just like go parlay with the others or anything like that. They're specifically trying to get Dr. Hero back. They don't, they stop for water. Like Saeed doesn't think that this is going to work because, <laughs> I forgot this entirely, they're following a compass heading that was carved into Echo's stick that yes. fell on John? From a tree after, after yeah. Echo got murdered by this smoke monster. You got all that, Bree? He got murdered by what? A smoke monster. Oh. Really gonna need you to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seems legit. I, I feel Saeed's sort of disbelief in the plan. There's some little back and forth that him and John have about, like, the only bearing I got or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. I want to ask, Bree, did you notice anything about when Saeed mentioned the bearing that they were using? No. Oh, he says they were using a bearing of 305 north. 305 is more west than it is north. I it's, saw the compass, yeah. and I was like, it looks like it's pointing west, but right. far be it for me to correct a guy. You know how men love taking directions from women? <laughs> I was like, maybe he knows something I don't. The, maybe it's because I was brought up on like a lot of Star Trek and stuff, but like anytime anybody refers to coordinates in a show, even if it's a show rooted in reality, like Lost, where they're like, oh, bearing 305, like in my head, I just hear them saying uh, Star Trek coordinates 
coordinate. Oh, heading 812, Mark 5, and it's just gibberish to me. It's like, okay, they're yeah. moving. Well, when you're using a compass, you use an azimuth, not a bearing. Yeah. I don't put a lot of stock in early 2000s, like reality or research. They just throw something in there, and you're like, sure, that works. Yeah. So May- just move the story along type deal, I guess. Maybe yeah. in the Republican Guard, they say bearing instead of azimuth. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but that's something that our one of our recent guests, Brett and Tom, brought up. It's like... Yeah, the writers probably weren't super outdoorsy people, and this was still in the day of just like, fuck it, just put it on television. (laughs) Like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) This is still early days of the internet. It's like, who could ever prove us wrong? Definitely not some chuckle fucks with a whole bunch of internet 16 years later. (laughs) Oh man, we got so much internet. Saeed closes his little car. He's like, when I get back, we're going to have a rational conversation about what we're doing. It's like, you guys have been walking for two days. The time to have the rational conversation was fucking two days ago. His tolerance for bullshit was was a lot higher than (laughs) Yeah, I I suppose two days into a into a jungle walk yeah, yeah my like, tolerance right, you know for what? fuck this so he goes off to yeah he goes off to find some fruit um but he hears something while he's foraging yeah it is the unmistakable sound of a bell on a cow's neck i just say unmistakable having heard that sound a lot of my life growing up in central wisconsin <laughs> so maybe it's not no. unmistakable to other folk which is cool because it's like the first domestic animal we've seen on the island maybe not chronologically yeah. but like for us yeah I wonder what happened to the cows at the end of the episode. Oh. Yo, oh, dude, that horse is fucking toast, bro. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah, they yeah. killed the horse. Anyways. Oh. Um. <laughs> Just beyond the cow, there is also a small building. Uh, which yeah. has a satellite dish on the top of it. I'm pretty sure that was a CGI satellite dish, oh, too. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, and I was like, really? You guys couldn't just get like an old-ass satellite dish and just toss on the top of that bitch? We don't have time for that. CGI it. Yeah. Okay. Is it going to look in. good? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, the farmhand, as it were, there's a dude in a yeah. jumpsuit, uh, and he turns to the camera to make sure we see his face from Saeed's point of view, and he's wearing an eye patch. Dun, dun, dun. We have seen Mikhail before yeah. on Lost on Lost, but Thousands also the characters have seen him at the Pearl Station. Yeah, he was the dude on the camera. Chronologically, people don't still know who this guy is, but they have seen him before. Here on the podcast, we are well familiar with Mikhail. Bakunin. Mikhail. Just one of many characters <laughs> named after philosophers. Yeah. And then I think that's the smash to the card. Yeah, cold and, open. Yeah. And then we Cute come always theme we cut back to the beach before they were looking for a ball um sawyer's got a ball i'm glad we didn't spend any more time on it than we did yeah because in the grand scheme of the episode there wasn't that much time spent on it however i still feel like it was way too much time yeah you already touched on it in the beginning high stakes versus low stakes there's nothing about this b story that there it's no stakes it's not even low stakes like you are gonna give this man all his things back and all you want is for him to stop calling you nicknames I get it. For a week. Yeah, for a week. You didn't even say indefinitely. You have the power here, people. It's just one guy. Yeah. Although, I suppose asking Sawyer to curb his racism for a week might feel like an eternity to him, so, you know. (laughs) But yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like, let's gamble for it. If I beat your champion at ping pong, I get my stash back. If you beat me, no nicknames for a week, which is Sun's idea, or Sun and Jin, it seems like, because they have a conversation in Korean, which we don't hear, and then she says, no nicknames for a week. I would like to point out that uh, in my notes, please remember I have not seen this show ever. (laughs) So in my notes it says, racist white guy probably gets beat in ping pong by Asians, because I didn't know who they were. They're Asian, clearly. (laughs) Then I was like, oh, that's kind of fucked up, (laughs) because... 
not them playing, you know, it's fine. Your own observation of racism <laughs> was forwarded by your own racism, Brie. Jesus. You live and you learn. <laughs> you know, and, you know we, we uh, all have room for improvement. We can all get better. Every day it just exactly. be a little bit better. <laughs> At ping pong or racism? What? God damn it, JP. <laughs> yes, I realized it and I was like, you're a bad person. I did really appreciate when Sawyer's like going through his list of like numbers or letters of how this is going to go and he looks at Nikki like, second, who the hell are you? <laughs> and then just immediately moves on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I because that's also what we have asked on the podcast. Yeah. Who right. the fuck is this person? He, he tells him to pick a champion. He'll be back in an hour. Well, which, again, an hour. Why are we waiting an hour? Right, just go. Let's, just, let's, let's go. <laughs> Time management. Deadline management. Yeah. Deadline management. Jake Jacobson said. Exactly. Go back to the jungle. The A-team is uh, surveilling the house. Uh, this this I loved. This I mm-hmm. fucking this loved. This was really good. Yeah. <laughs> They're like trying to figure out what like okay i'm gonna go over here and whatever and russell's uh just i don't even think she says anything she starts leaving she's just fucking she's gonna irish goodbye that shit yeah and they're like hey wait where are you going she's like there's no fucking reward here like yeah there's only negatives i'm out let me know how it goes you know russo has been on this island for a long time mm-hmm. but when you talk about like she's been by herself it's not like tom hanks who was alone on castaway right. and was like all over the island she has been in her little like thousand square meter mm-hmm. area of the island because she's like, if I venture out, I will be killed. Yeah. So like all this stuff is new to her, too. She's like, I ain't fucking everything's yeah. deadly on this island. Yeah. I mean, very smart. I've survived 18 years on this yeah. island by avoiding shit like this. So do your Scooby gang thing. If you guys live, I'll be over here. Saeed is just like, I'm going to leave my gun here. I'm going to head toward it. If somebody starts blasting, you start blasting, cover me or whatever. And he starts walking toward the house. Yeah. And at this point, we get our first flashback. Saeed is a chef at a French cafe. Yeah, and he's chopping fucking onions and peppers during the lunch rush. What the fuck were your prep cooks doing that morning? <laughs> exactly. Not their fucking job. They were in the fucking freezer getting high again. We're fucking walking, smoking a J. <laughs> he's not the chef. He's not like the head chef. Like, he's a chef at this place. Like, yeah, he's chopping fucking yeah. onions. And and then somebody, like a waiter or somebody, he just is like, hey, there's a dude out here who wants to talk to you. Right. He goes out onto the floor, and uh, there's a dude there. He's just like, hey, did you make this thing? It's like, yeah. It's like, it's really good. Do you want to work at my restaurant? It's like, sure. Uh, Saeed's posing as a Syrian, because the guy yes. asks, is like, yeah. where, where are you from or whatever? And he's like, oh, I'm from mm-hmm. Syria. And then the guy's like, uh, no, you're not. You're Iraqi, uh, because I'm yeah. Iraqi. And I and right. you know, it takes one to no one or whatever. I would like to point out that during uh, the scene when they do the first push-in shot of uh, Sammy, is it? Sammy, Sammy? Yeah, yeah, Sammy. The background extras, there's one guy who's like on the phone with like his foot up on like a step or something. <laughs> and it's just like, this was our guy's like big chance to be on network TV. And he's like, man, I'm really in character right now. My character's not only on the phone, he would have a leg up on this prop or whatever. Like, oh. I'm going to be the best guy on the phone you've ever seen. Oh, man. This is going to lead Love to guy more, on phone. more roles as guy on phone in other franchises. <laughs> I'm going to be huge. And that actor, uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I'm gonna take that back. I'm gonna take that back. And that actor, okay. Colin Farrell, went on to star in Phone Booth. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I like the first one better. <laughs> Fine. Okay, real quick. Um, if I'm Saeed, I'm like, um, no, <laughs> I'm not yeah. doing this. I'm hypothetically some sort of fugitive from my past, if not yeah. from the legal system. If I'm doing something to hide my Iraqi heritage, and then another Iraqi guy comes up and is like, hey. 
I can tell you're Iraqi. Like, this dude was probably looking for me or Iraqis, hypothetically. Right. So, yeah, yeah like, red flag. Uh, no, I got a job. They pay me really well here. Sorry, thanks for the offer, but don't ever come back here again. <laughs> yeah, also, I'm packing up all of my belongings yeah. and I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm immediately moving uh, to the other side of the planet. But that's also what I do every time I get a phone bill. I just pack up and I leave and I move to the other side of the planet. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, that is an entirely appropriate reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's worked out pretty well for us so far. <laughs> but back to the jungle. So Saeed is approaching the, um, approaching the farmhouse. He observes a couple of things. He sees a saddled horse. An unexpected exploded horse yep at the time <laughs> yeah uh and then he gets blasted on <laughs> well he oh hold on he sees the cat and he stares at the cat oh, yeah, for yeah. a long time <laughs> uh which i was like yeah cat fucking love cats and he stares at the cat and the cat stares back <laughs> and he stares back at the cat and i'm like man we're sure hanging on this cat for a long time blam gets uh gets blasted gets one in the arm in like the cool spot to get shot yep. yeah not, it's not gonna do too much damage you're still gonna be able to use it but mm. there's gonna be a bullet hole scar exactly like, it's gonna be awesome yeah, yeah, it, yeah as a matter of fact you'll be able to use it in a couple of minutes you'll be fine <laughs> oh we're gonna fucking get into that <laughs> sure hope you like climbing up and down ladders Saeed um, Mikhail think, seems to think that Saeed is with the others he's like you're with the others and, uh, which then you you make the assumption as the audience member it's like oh this guy's not with the others oh <gasps> A, it's yeah. a whole new faction, possibly a faction of one. He's like, no, it's I'm 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 cool. Like I'm uh you know chill. Let's talk about it. And so Mikhail dips out of the window and comes to the door. And in the process, uh, Locke and Kate come out and get the drop on him. I'm sorry. They just shot your friend in the arm, and he's now bearing down on you with a weapon again. This like, oh, we're gonna shoot at his feet and hope that he like drops yeah. his weapon. Nah, dude, I'm blasting, old boy. Like when yeah. when I first uh, like before I realized what was going on, I thought they just riddled him with holes. I mean, they I should like, have. Right? You just shoot at his feet like it's a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. In 1958. <laughs> Mikhail introduces himself as the last living member of the Dharma Initiative. Yeah, which is. Interesting, because we don't know much about the Dharma Initiative. And I don't think we're going to learn much by the end of this fucking six seasons of this show. It's cool. It's like a little bit more mythology and a little bit more lore, even if it ends up yeah. being bullshit, which we do discover later. There's Now there's a new wrinkle. We were out here looking yeah. for Jack and the others, and we didn't think about the potential of running into this you know, this rogue element. Sometimes the Jack is the rogue elements you meet along the way. <laughs> I, I wanted to try something here um, mm-hmm. for the podcast, because this next scene, we go into... Mikhail's fucking awesome looking cabin. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. nice. Yeah, especially considering that there's people like living in the fucking jungle. Playing ping pong on the sand. Yeah. <laughs> we have, I think, one of the most extensive exposition dumps that we've come across so far. <gasps> like on this since show. the pilot. Yes. <laughs> I would like all of us to simultaneously at the same time talking over each other, just list the exposition you have written down in your notes. All right, ready? Here's what happened. One, two, three. So uh, Mikhail Afghanistan. Afghanistan. He was just as a member of the army. army. Something about a newspaper. Do oh, you want to say the world? He was the same for a I guess because he, he thought that the station's called the flame. And he's invasion of Afghanistan was a bad idea. And then I kind of zoned out. But then there was a submarine. Yes. Guys, I think we got all the exposition right there. Yeah. 
We just saved the audience 25 minutes of <laughs> us asking what the fuck is all of that. So They're you're welcome. welcome. There's a, okay, so like there's a element in my head about like what I like to do as a creator. Like people who know me, like I, I'm an amateur writer. I'm a dungeon master. I do a lot of Dungeons and Dragons stuff like that. Um, characters are always so interesting to me. It's part of the reason why I liked this show. Yeah. And so for Mikhail to sit here and give us this blah, 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 blah. You already do flashbacks about people. Right. And this five minutes of... Of him yakking on about whatever that is one of the most interesting foundations for a flashback about all the people that you've had on the show like right. say for maybe desmond subvert expectations of the show that you've already established by doing a flashback for a bad guy or like because right. uh, i know he's not a main character or whatever but like oh, it's the middle of season three let's have our 15th jack flashback mikhail's such an interesting character again that yeah. he remains completely untapped don't have this like oh we realize that we're all lying to each other or or whatever like mm. in one episode maybe have have him like be a friend in a turncoat yeah, then or yeah. something like that. Yeah, he plays, know, just... plays the string out a little bit, yeah. Yeah, Andrew Dievoff does such a good job at playing this character who like is both evil yet kind of nice. Kind of nice? Like he, he gave them iced tea. Yeah. Because, and, when that's, and that's the thing. It's like, and we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later. I think maybe as we watch maybe season four or five and stuff like that, but like the others mm-hmm. aren't evil. Right. They're the antagonists in the first half of the show, sure, but like Mikhail's not a bad guy. And so that's what right. I like to, to even say, like, they should do a, a flashback for a bad guy. It's like, he's only the bad guy because of the circumstances of the show. He's not evil. I actually like him better than pretty much everybody else <laughs> at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He's very interesting. For sure. He, he gives this big exposition dump. And while he's doing that, John Locke really <laughs> wants to play on the computer. <laughs> John Locke, everybody's dad, has now turned into everybody's annoying nephew. Do you have any games? Holy on that? shit. Who <laughs> the games on your phone? Like, and then the intensity of how he was staring at, do you want to play, yes or no? I don't know. Make the adult decision to finish the job you were given when you go in there. Yes. Like, it's, it's wild to me. You're an adult human being and you're like i don't know those games look kind of cool it's chess on a computer i mean if it was crash bandicoot i would have understood but like i don't know like i i do get it as a person who i i'm sure i probably have some form of adhd because i'm like man it's the night before taxes are due but i am reading about how the byzantine empire fell we have so much in common (laughs) (laughs) but like lives aren't on the line there right john someone got shot we had someone at gunpoint seconds ago and you're like "Mm, Oh yes, the the game of chess. The he's holding game. a gun, like not yes. even like, like, in his other hand, in his non-chess <laughs> hand, he's holding a fucking gun. He's like, what what move should I do? And he scratches his head with, with the pistol, the fucking barrel. Yeah. So yeah, so it's born out of Locke sort of like casing the joint. He's like looking around. So he started out with I think good intentions, sort of make sure they're in relative safely. But he gets distracted sure, so easily sure. by this computer. And then yeah, like in the other room while this is happening, Mikhail is explaining the purge while he's explaining the purge to Kate and Saeed. He explains the satellite dish doesn't work. It's, it's broken. Like, And that's the big yeah. useful thing for the episode. It's like no comms. So. I really like the line that he said he survived the song by not participating mm-hmm. which is exactly what Russo's doing. She's yeah. fucking she's uh-huh. smoking a J down by the river. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She's cool. Uh-huh. Oh shit, I didn't know you were chilling. <laughs> <laughs> chilling was an option? I'm gonna go take a walk with my cousin on Christmas Eve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
flashback. Saeed goes to Sammy's restaurant. There's just some dudes there, like, just hanging out, and he wanders in. He's like, hey, Sammy, can't, you know, offer me a job. I'm here. And, yeah. And then uh, Sammy comes out, and he's like, hey, check it out. What's up? It's all good. And then uh, this woman comes out. Uh, Saeed immediately recognizes her, you can tell. And <laughs> she's got scars on her hands. And then Sammy's like, uh, hey, is this the guy who ruined your whole life? And she's like, yeah, I think it is. Let's fuck him yeah, up. Yeah, that's that guy. <laughs> yep. There's twice in the episode where he does say, my wife. My wife. Out loud. <laughs> yep. <Yes>. My wife. <laughs> uh, to an office full of no one. Um, so yeah, they uh, tie him up or take him captive or whatever. So I thought that storyline was going to go completely differently. Mm-hmm. I think my note for that was just Sammy's wife is hot. But <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I thought like they were going to get into this affair or something. So oh, sure, sure, sure. When they kick his ass in the restaurant and like throw him in a cooler dungeon or wherever he was. Yeah. I was like, oh, that took a turn I wasn't expecting. This isn't nearly as sexy as I like. <laughs> Exactly. His flashback was actually more interesting than anything in the episode, except for the ending. Okay. To me. Yeah. We cut back to the flame from there. I I tried to write some flame-based jokes. Um, Like, I was going to do, like, an Eternal Flame by the Bengals. I was going to do the Flame by Cheap Trick. um, And I just couldn't find anything. So there's a setup there, but I don't know if there's a punchline. That's the stated premise of this podcast. <laughs> Mikhail's cast name. What? Yeah. Why did you say that name? Yeah. <laughs> Martha. Martha. Nadia. Yeah. Nadia. Martha. Yeah. My cat. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> oh, they, oh, it's named after uh, the uh, Russian gymnast. In case you didn't believe that I was Russian, I fucking love Russian gymnastics. So that's how <laughs> Russian I am. Ice tea, chess, gymnastics, Russian as fuck. <laughs> That that does scream Russian, I'm not gonna lie. So when I saw her photo, I was like, hey, that's who I saw on Twitter two days ago. Uh, apparently her routine is banned. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, because, it, the, because it would kill a lesser gymnast. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What does she do? Oh, you'll have to it look was, it up, but she like- It's she, a lot of twirling and stuff. Bouncing and like, like she yes. smashes into the bar, like it's the uneven bars. And yeah, yeah. she's just like oh. pivoting on her hips and like her shoulders and her neck. And like, it's just real oh, buck God. wild. It's real awesome. Like, even as somebody it's who doesn't bang. watch gymnastics, I've, I watched it and I was like, holy shit. I just figured it was like, and then she pulls out a gun and plays a Russian roulette. <laughs> <laughs> this would kill a lesser gymnast. You're correct. <laughs> Mikhail goes to check on John and he's just like, oh, hey, the, you're not going to be that computer. Don't be ridiculous. It's programmed by three grandmasters or whatever. And it's like, you don't know how, what kind of skills John has. Maybe John's a grandmaster. I've seen the Queen's Gambit. I I haven't seen the Queen's Camp. But uh, yeah, he says something about oh, the, the computer cheats. Um, and John's like, well, I don't think computers know how to cheat. That's what, what makes being a human so wonderful or something. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's like Scooby-Doo taught us that the real monsters were humans all along. Exactly. <laughs> Some real gems coming out of old Lock. Oh, old Johnny Lock. Johnny Lock. <laughs> but yeah, he just goes back to playing chess. Like, this whole situation is going on where it's like, oh, it's like he's shot, and we're learning all this stuff, and John's like, oh, shit, what's the, what's the move? To, is it called Castle, where I can move the fucking, uh, n- the knight? And the, you know, but it's yeah. just like, all right, whatever. While Mikhail is out of the room, Saeed tells Kate, he's like, okay, I'm pretty sure that Mikhail's full of there's shit. There's somebody else here, yeah. yeah. Not only is he lying, I think he is with the others, but yeah, there's probably another person here that we haven't uh, located. You know, it's the, it's the, like, Sherlock Holmes, like, Saeed's already put everything mm-hmm. together from context clues mm-hmm. and Kate's like terrified to learn this information because of how like Saeed's like sure like there's someone else in the house and she's like what the fuck 
fuck are you fucking telling me right now? Right. And I, and I, I just thought about this now, you mentioning that Kate's been in the hands of the others. And so her apprehension for what they can do is from like, yeah. experience where Saeed's never, like Saeed's exposure to them has always been like he, after he deals with them, he always gets to go home. Whereas Kate yeah. got locked up. And so she's like, oh, what? You're kidding me. Like, I'm... <laughs> What are we yeah. doing then? Not like, going back. <laughs> why are we having tea? Let's fucking murk this guy and get out of here. Like this tea tastes like shit. John, pack up your fucking chess game. Let's go. <laughs> Cut back to the beach. Ping pong. It's gonna be Hurley. Hurley's the guy. It's gonna be Hurley. It, it was very obvious from the get go. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's gonna win. Yeah. Good for you. No racial slurs for a week. Ooh. Ooh. Cut back to the flame. Mikhail does some more explaining here. That's all yeah. that it says. Um, but then the banter between him and Saeed starts to become more confrontational. They, yeah, because they talk a bunch about boats and the we had a sailboat and there's there's underwater craft just for the edification of all of our listeners. Uh, all sinky boats are floaty boats, but not all floaty boats are sinky boats. I learned that from a friend from the navy. Um, <laughs> But yes, Saeed started so he's, so he's like, I, sh- I straight up shot one of your friends. Are you going to keep oh, up man. the mask here or are we going to yeah. keep going? <laughs> I fucking air hold her on my sailboat. Your move, Mikhail, if that is your real name. Yeah, and he's just like, let's fucking, let's stop playing this game. And he just yeah. fucking tosses the table, whips the so whips good. the iced tea at him. <sighs> I love the throwing the pitcher like that. I just love very that move. Like just, ah, but I also love the like. Hey, it the subterfuge is broken. Yeah, yes. I'm just done. I've been living alone for a while. Uh, yeah, I have no capacity for this anymore. Yep. Yeah, here's a. I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you. <laughs> They start fighting. Eventually, Kate gets the drop on Mikhail and you know, has him at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And then after all of this ruckus. Then John Locke walks in. He's like, what's going on here? His gun just waving like, oh, is everything okay? Like, are you serious? Yeah. Is the chess that important? I was, oh, you guys got this under control. I'm, I'm going to go back to chess in here. You guys find any snacks yet? And then cut like back to when they're originally like walking through the jungle before uh, Saeed finds the cow. He's questioning him from a person who's never seen yeah. the show before. It seems like he's in charge, especially it's early 2000s. It's some older white guy. You're mm-hmm. like, well, yeah. yeah, he's probably in charge. And then <laughs> turns out he's completely incompetent because as soon as he sees a chess game on a computer, he's absolutely not there anymore. Like a like, moth to a flame. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The only other thing that would have made it more old white man was if it was like a World War II documentary. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I gotta sit down and finish this. And know? then he pulls out his spectacles and puts them on. <laughs> and then, yeah, that would have. Uh... And then he falls asleep <laughs> watching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like three exactly. minutes into it. Glass is still totally. parched at the end of his nose. <laughs> oh, when Mikhail put on the, the fucking glasses to pull out the bullet from Saeed's arm, I was like waiting for him to do something with the eye patch with also the glasses. I was like, he's going to lift up the eye patch and then put the glasses Yeah, on. exactly. <laughs> I don't think you know how eye patches or glasses work, JP. <laughs> I I definitely do. <laughs> Anyways, uh, back cut to a flashback. Saeed's all tied up. Sammy comes in with a bag. Yeah, which sounds like it has some tools in it. Yeah, so it's like okay, here it is. Uh, oh no, the consequences of my actions would have been a lot better if it was like sets down the bag and it squeaks like a dog toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I grabbed the wrong bag. Oh shit! I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Ah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Saeed confesses to having been a torturer in yeah. his past, but he says uh, he doesn't recognize him. Amira. This whole subplot, while interesting, and I think that the payoff is really good, we've already done the Saeed, like, torture redemption sort of thing. This is a different take on it, but, like, kind of it's more of the same? A little bit. Like. Uh, having seen the show, this won't be the last time we deal with it either. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, having just watched the Saeed episodes we've seen in the past and just like being aware of like torture in real life, like torture doesn't lead to any good shit. Like whatever Sammy's looking for, torturing Saeed back, not going to help. We here on Lost on Lost are taking the rare yet firm stance that torture is bad. <laughs> Bria, I hope you're okay with that. I don't know. I am actually going to walk out. Jerry's yeah, oh, so. okay. still out on uh, not torture. Yeah. So yeah, so like, but that's like where it's at. He's just like, uh, you know, you're going to confess to me that uh, you you burned my wife with oil or or I'm going to take you out of her in a bag. Actually, I really like that, ba- that yeah, line. The bag you're either going to convince or you're going to leave this room in that in bag. bag and i was like "Ooh, fuck and then it would have been cool if he opened the bag and pulled out a fanny pack and be like oh not that bag, this bag. <laughs> i would have so many extra questions and, he, and then he opens up the fanny pack and there's like a small like one of those jewelry zip blocks yeah <laughs> go back to the flame so he's like there's somebody else here and john's like no there's nobody here man like i played chess and i didn't see anybody in the chess room there's nobody else here <laughs> but oh check it out secret hatch there is a somewhat famous outtake from this scene in the lost sort of fandom oh really where yeah john uh you know john says well i don't know where somebody else would be at. you know checked mm-hmm. every nook and cranny the line that they end up using in the final cut is navy and andrew saying not every nook and cranny, or you know, he pulls the thing back. But there's an outtake where Navy and Andrews just pulls back the thing and screams, "Not every nook and cranny, John." <laughs> um, they should have kept it. It's very good, um, so good. and I feel so like good. if the show would have had more energy like that, oh, absolutely, that it truly would be the greatest show of all time. Yeah. <laughs> They come back to the flashback right away, I guess. Saeed reveals yeah. the hatch as they tie up Mikhail. Back in the flashback, back in the back in what I'm assuming is the kitchen of this restaurant. That is disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Amira comes in and watches uh, Sammy work in Saeed over. And it's exactly what you would expect out of a torture scenario. One guy's punching a tied up guy and the other guy's like, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. And this guy's like, I don't believe you. Tell me what I want to hear. Punch, 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 punch. punch, punch but punch. then Amira's like, okay, cool. That's that's enough for now. Come back to the flame. Saeed with his freshly shot arm <laughs> climbs down a ladder and then uses a <laughs> flashlight with the same arm. Something tells me it wasn't a real gunshot wound. <laughs> what? <laughs> The basement's huge. It's like at least as big as the upstairs. Um, it, this it place is great. Yeah. Um, and it's just filled with stuff. All sorts of things. Binders with like Dharma protocols and like. And um, oh, pounds and pounds of C4. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all it's all hooked up to explode. We do cut back briefly to fucking John playing chess <laughs> some more. Chess, yeah. He leaves a man tied up on the floor. Yeah. He looks at him. I was like, just make the right decision, John. You never, you haven't made it so far. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely does not make the right decision. No. He's like, I can see him. It'll be fine. I'm sure this ex Russian operative who yeah. obviously used to just kill people for a living yeah. or whatever he did, he's like, he'll be fine. I have the gun. Yeah. <laughs> and, here's, and here's the thing about that. It's like, so so Locke did miss some of the exposition about Mikhail's history, his experience in the Soviet army, et cetera, et cetera. So he true. doesn't know all of this stuff, but he would had he not been playing chess <laughs> <Exactly>. again. 
But also, it's like in television, you see people get like knocked out with the buttstock of a gun mm-hmm. and like they're unconscious for six hours or something like that. It's like if they're unconscious for six hours, it's because they're bleeding from the brain. That's yes, super bad for you. Medical attention. Yeah, and you're probably not going to make it. Otherwise, somebody gets the shit like knocked out of them they're usually only unconscious for maybe like 30 seconds a yeah. minute, something like that so saeed finds all this you know he, he him and kate look through these yeah. protocols or whatever and stuff like that um mm-hmm. in the basement and uh i think that's around the time where kate's like oh shit look at all the explosives yeah, but yeah, then yeah, yeah. john beats the computer and we get to see what's our what's our friend's name dr um, doctor i think in this instance because he has a different pseudonym every time he's on uh, oh, not, does he? not every time but he he, he has various pseudonyms uh, i believe in this instance he is dr pierre chang oh what an interesting plot device that i'm sure will absolutely pay off by the end of the show <laughs> i feel like it ran so long that none of this actually is going to get resolved but like i said i didn't watch the show it just has that feeling for me i wouldn't yeah. go, i wouldn't go as far as saying none of it but certainly not uh, an amount that i think people were happy with in general <laughs> sure sure <laughs> But yeah, Francois uh, Chow playing Pierre Chang. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, he's on here and he's just like video instructions. We've seen this happening at other stations in the past, like you know, when they're explaining the pearl, when they're mm-hmm. explaining the swan. And so this is some sort of video message. If you're trying to get in contact with the mainland, type 38. If comms are down, press 56 for sonar access. If the sonar is broken and there's a hostile incursion, press 77. <sighs> They said the thing. They said the thing. I have a question. Yeah. So, like, an incursion by the hostile seems like a relatively serious thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you, Why would you have to beat the computer at chess to get access to this menu? That uh, that is a valid question. Why? What happens? Also, a really hard game of chess, apparently. Not for John. What happens if you stink at chess? Yeah. Like, obviously, like people rotate through these stations. Like they talk about the instructions for relief at the at the Pearl. Just keep pressing zero. Eventually, you get to customer service. Every time. <laughs> and again, this should have been a, a text menu. Yeah. If you're in there and the hostiles are outside and then they can hear you reporting their incursion, they're just going to come in and shoot you and then destroy the They're going to incur even more. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to incur harder. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's some uh, just some weird <laughs> nonsense, TV nonsense, yeah. I think, maybe. Or maybe Dharma yeah. nonsense. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. you know, they had Francois for the day and they were just like, we got to, you know, we're going to pay him. So it's anyway. But yeah, so like before... He can enter 7-7 on the computer. Uh, oh, <laughs> big surprise. Mikhail has escaped and <laughs> gets him. He's in. gotten out of his his uh, ropes. He's gotten a knife and he's gotten behind John. How did he get behind John? <laughs> Ask John. He can't tell you because he's been playing chess for 35 minutes. I thought there was one door into this room. Did he crawl on all fours like one of the fucking little rascals? Like... He probably walked in. It just went behind him. (laughs) No uh, subterfuge or anything. He was just like, oh, that guy's not paying attention. He like army crawled to the threshold of the door and looked up and saw Locke not paying attention at all and then just stood up and walked over to him. (laughs) 
<laughs> right around this time, Kate is also jumped by the second other. Ah, oh, no. It's Miss Clue. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah. Oh, I thought I recognized her, but like I didn't know from where. I was like, yeah, whatever. This lady's dead anyway soon. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's Miss Clue. We saw her in a Walt episode a while back. But we haven't seen Kate meet her. Correct. That I know of. We haven't seen her, but Kate does say I she was at the ferry. It's kind of the typical two sides in a whatever small space. Like they, they get the mm. jump on Miss Clue, so they right. take her hostage. Mikhail's got yeah. John Locke hostage, so they you know they drag her up to the top, and they're like, yeah, John, what's going on? <laughs> He's like, I'm outside. I got kidnapped. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he he climbs up with his uh, his injured shoulder, fr- freshly shot arm. <laughs> yeah. So now we've got a, a fairly tense scene. Yeah. A yeah, yeah. bunch of. Uh, you know, people yelling, people trying to sort of dominate the conversation. It's sort of like having a podcast <laughs> with two cis men. Um, basically, um, the everybody's, you know, you calm down and you calm down. And all John's like, he's not going to kill me. And the, the, the woman starts speaking Russian to Mikhail. And then John doesn't want them speaking Russian. And Yeah. I I hate that if he wanted to kill me, he would have already. It's like, right. Yeah. They say like that. in very confident. They say that, that in yeah. so many different shows and movies and stuff right. like that. And it's like. No, I, I feel like at this point we should all accept that if you're going to kill your hostage, you do it at the most opportune time. You don't just do it right away because you're going to do it anyway. Right. If he just wanted to run off into the jungle, yeah, he would have killed you and done that. But he stuck by because you're a bargaining right. tool. Exactly. And you guys were in the basement with his friends. So there's a non-zero chance that you're going to come up with his friend because you right. number the friend. I kind of wanted him to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> just, just blast John away. <laughs> Jokes yeah. on you. Yeah, like he says that. He's like, I hate when people say that. I'm going to kill you. I wasn't going to, and now I'm going to. <laughs> Pow. Yeah. I just, I don't like the smugness. Yeah, yeah. sort of on principle now. <laughs> yeah. Don't pretend you. to know me. Yeah. We just met. Yeah. <laughs> the the conversation in Russian, which I didn't translate, Adam, did you? I did it in my head. I did not, but it is translated on the Enter 77 trivia page. It basically just boils down to, uh, you know we have protocols, um, if stuff like this happens, you know what you have to do. Then he's like, quick, tell me the Netflix password. And he's like, once I tell you, you're going to shoot me. And then she tells him the Netflix password and he shoots her. And then they fight somehow and Mikhail's like, kill me. And Saeed's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, this whole fight thing, like he killed her to try and gain the upper hand possibly well i think it's more of a, like a denying the enemy sort of thing okay i'm gonna shoot her because then she's toast but and i assume they'll kill me then i suppose it's a, it's so. a big gamble because he shoots her and then they don't kill him he should have shot john and then they probably would have killed him two birds one stone oh yeah yeah um cut to the beach oh hey guess what sawyer lost to hurley oh geez uh, <clears throat> we, just, we just saw we just had gunplay and a person get murdered and you want to just talk about ping pong real quick yeah basically yeah, he's <laughs> like yeah i'll give you some of your stuff back yeah. oh you know it, like we talked about earlier he's really just worried about kate yeah and, and hurley gassed him up a little bit too he's just like hey man like you know he's he's not trying to bully sawyer back or anything like that like he's yeah. trying to like i don't know find some he's trying to get because we see this again in a later episode we're, we're trying to we're seeing hurley trying to build sawyer up to be better yeah to, than be, the is, to be like a light, the leader yeah exactly come back to the flame uh they are preparing to bug out. Saeed <laughs> found himself a map of like 
Wires? Was Stuff. it wires and electronics? Yeah, Saeed loves finding maps. Oh man, man he's a, he's a map guy. Saeed, sh- he's like, I'm not gonna kill you, but I don't. I also don't need you because this map shows the barracks. This is probably where we're headed, and so now we know how to yeah. get there. But you're coming with us anyway because I don't want to kill you. He's like, I didn't say you were my ticket. Right. I have the map. Right. Like, I just don't feel like killing you. Flashback. Uh, Amira comes back to visit Saeed. They have a conversation about cats. Cats, yeah. Like how she saw this cat being bullied by like local kids. She saved the cat. The cat still has trauma um, because it's a cat and you don't really know how to heal a cat from trauma like all the way. But like as humans, we have the tools to heal from trauma. So if you have things that happened to you in the past, instead of just suffering through PTSD and silence, you can find support and find things that can hypothetically make you better, make you whole again, or at least as whole as you can be. Sure. Yeah. Want to go on the record saying fuck them kids. I mean. <laughs> exactly. They're assholes. Fuck them they're kids. They're psychopaths. Yeah. Like, fuck them kids. Firecrackers in a box with they Honestly. Yeah. yeah. That's fucked up. That's yeah, like it's, that's it's some serial up. killer shit. Yeah. But this uh, this very lovely parable that Amira tells Saeed uh, does get Saeed to confess. Um, and it's not like yeah. Saeed's ever been happy with being a torturer. You know, like he, he kind of got roped into it. It's a it. living. Um, <laughs> it's a li- I guess. I mean, like, you know, he, he was coerced in a way himself into having done that first one he was tricked by his dia handler and it's like one of those things it's like you can't unring a bell it's like well you're you, saeed can never be a guy that never did that mm-hmm. and so yeah what do you do you know, i guess yeah. you lead into it and it's like kelvin said when he he's like well now you got a set of skills and it's like well, this is a bad skill <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's not one of the skills i wanted i was hoping baking maybe yeah. Yeah. hanging drywall yeah I don't know. Anything. Painting would have been nice. Yeah. But no, if I, I know now that if I pull a guy's fingernails out with a pliers, he might tell me something. He, he might confess to a crime he did not commit. Um. I feel like you could have found that out without having to do it. But, you know, to each their own. Some people are, you know, kinetic learners. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of like, you know, my, my um, loan agency for my student loans being like, Ah, you know, you went to college. Now you've got these skills that we gave you. I'm like, yeah, but I went to film school, so really, I'm just good at like being unemployed and stealing catalytic converters. Uh, anyways, Amira cuts um, him loose. Um, she's like, letting my husband kill you is not going to make me feel any better. Like I'm as good. As, I, I feel as good right. as I can. Like I really like the exchange where he's like, you know, I've seen your face every day, you know, like, and it haunts me. Yeah, you know, it's it, you really believe that he is. Mm-hmm sorry for all the horrible shit he did right and in this case i mean like it's karmic torture like he physically tortured a bunch of people and now he's going to be tortured himself back psychologically having to live with the memories of all the horrible things he's done wheel never stops turning come back to the jungle saeed then explains to mikhail he's like i'm not gonna kill you because i'm trying to be better you know oh my god (laughs) fucking jail walks up (laughs) i know why you he let me say that one more time. He walks up. <laughs> I know why you didn't want me to beat the game of chess. He should have shot him. He should have shot him. That's all I'm saying. I, the building fucking explodes. Yeah. Cool guys don't look at explosions. I mean, cool guys don't look at explosions. However, John must have understood that something about, okay, I hit the 77. That means that security protocols or the building's going to, you know, whatever. Again, he wasn't there to learn about the building being wired up with explosives because he was fucking playing chess. But, like, he knows something is going to happen. And he walks up and does not. And he's like, oh, Mikhail, I know a secret <laughs> that only you and I know now. Like some obnoxious 12-year-old. Here's the, yeah, here's the yeah. thing. Here's the thing about that. Do you remember the episode we watched where they shoved Mikhail through the fence? Yeah. That same episode, they're like, 
Kate goes to dig in Locke's backpack and she finds a brick of C4. Oh. Locke knew exactly what the fuck was going on. Somewhere in, in between in between that. Mikhail being tied up and led out of the house by Saeed and and him beating the computer and going back. He must have gone into the basement, got some C4, finished playing chess, typed in Enter 77. The computer, I gotta think, must have gave him some sort of countdown or something. I don't know why I'd have a countdown. Like, if the intent mm, is to destroy yeah. all this stuff so it doesn't hand, fall into the hands of the hostiles or whatever. Well, maybe if you want to if you want to cancel the explosion, you gotta win another game. You gotta <laughs> win a game of Galica. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somewhere in where he again, he's just lying to his friends. Oh, all I did was play chess one more time. Bullshit. You went in the basement. You found C four. You probably did another. You, 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 it's. I didn't you think came in. You, you, you knew. You knew that the station was gonna blow up at some point. All of that. It all happened. It all happened off screen in this episode. Like even the audience doesn't find out that this happened until whatever that episode right. is later but yeah he knew it was gonna explode and his ass just like sauntered on down like oh, there's nothing to worry about uh didn't consult his friends about he it didn't move the horse or anything yeah he doesn't untie the horse poor horse gets all exploded <laughs> or maybe i don't know he had time to go get c4 maybe he let the horse go i just i feel like he didn't think that deep into it he was just like i'm gonna take my little explosives mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and whatever happens happens yeah so yeah, the the farmhouse explodes. I think Rousseau came back at this point too. Yeah, um, yeah. she was just like, "Hey, you guys! I thought you guys were all dead, but like, I guess you're still alive, and we got a prisoner now." Oh. Um, Wild. I guess, <laughs> so I, guess the, I have plans now. Yeah, uh, so he's just like, "We got to get out of here." And yeah, that explosion's gonna garner some attention. Yeah, and they um they head out, and that's uh that's it. And he stares at the cat. The cat yeah, made it. The cat made it, which is good. Good for God. Nadia. Hmm? Why did you say that? Name? Why did you say that name? <laughs> That's it. Enter 7-7. Seven, seven. Did we like it? Was it good? Brie, why don't you start us off? I was willing to watch another episode to see what else happened. But like we talked about, there were like a lot of holes, yeah. a lot of ways it couldn't have gone better. But it's somewhere in the middle of good and bad. It was okay. Sure. Sure. I think that all of the like Mikhail exposition dump stuff was interesting just because it's giving us you know, little nuggets of more of what we want. But I feel like the way in which we get there and the John just like being a fucking child with the chess and the ping pong stuff, I'm just kind of like, I like some of the cabin stuff kind of, but like, I don't know, this doesn't, I feel just weird about this episode. Adam, maybe you can expand on that. If I'm rating this episode, I got to give it like a C. Yeah, because yeah, it wasn't dog shit. Right, but like we've definitely watched worse episodes, but the B plot, like we said, no stakes. Might as well not even no, have happened. It's um, trash. It didn't even progress the storyline of what's happening at the beach. I think because while Jack, Kate, Locke, Said are away, nothing is happening. Yeah, uh, without them, those those survivors, all they can do is survive. They can't further their quest for rescue, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The flashback. Again, it's a version of a story we've seen already. Um, not only us on Lost and Lost, but the chronological audience. I just like I love Saeed as a character, yeah. and he just didn't have a ton to do in this episode. Like I typically love Locke, but he was annoying as fuck in this episode. This is my first introduction to him, so this is I a bad introduction him to him. Yeah, I will never love him. Oh, but without that good character stuff that Lost needs to really stand tall it's just kind of whatever there are a lot of episodes in season three which end up 
giving me personally this feeling because of the lack of a cohesive plan for the end of the story. Um, they drag out this, like I said, this mission, this A-team mission to rescue Jack takes episodes and episodes and episodes. This is something that had they known how long they were going to do the story, they could have tightened up. They could have cleaned it up. They could have made it happen quicker, more action, more this better pace. I don't know. Let's let's take this episode and I just want to like rewrite it. Yeah. I want there to be like a fucking storm that comes through or something at night like it's raining and once the like okay he still shoots sight or whatever but now now we're locked in the house at night with mikhail and it's like a horror story thing and mm-hmm. the audience comes to learn that there's somebody else in the house yeah instead of him making that discovery himself right and just like telling the audience and, you know and, like there yeah. you could have done so much with this and with the b plot give the survivors on the beach give them some stakes give them a monster of the week yeah. thing give them they, yeah. they've got a small problem they got to deal with that is a problem yeah not sawyer's nicknames that's a yeah. problem but that doesn't need screen time yeah. but were they adding it i don't know if they were adding it for like levity or whatever but maybe it it sort ended up of. being too light where it could honestly not have been a part mm-hmm. of the episode at right. all mm-hmm. episode could have been 15 minutes shorter right. without yep. that because like Hurley and Charlie are there, and they're our de facto comedic reliefs for the show, and yeah. they did nothing funny. Charlie wasn't like, even in the episode. Yeah, he was. He was at the ping pong table. Charlie might as well not have even been in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, you want to do some MVPs? We be- we better. We should. All right. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> Lost MVP, uh, the best character of. Enter 77, who's just, you know, the MVP. I'm not expounding on it anymore. The most valuable survivor. <laughs> Bree, start us off. Amira. I think she had the most interesting story. And, yeah. like, I know she was a flashback character. I like that. No, I like but, that. But, you know, it's the only episode I've ever watched. So, out oh, of everybody, yeah. I just think she had a more interesting... She was just the most interesting person in the episode. Sure. You just like the way she looks and you want to smooch her. It's a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but flashback characters often become uh, present storyline characters. Mm. So maybe if there's maybe. another Amir episode, we'll have you back for that. JP, what do you think? Who's your lost MVP? <laughs> fucking Russo. She's yeah. like, you fucking people are up to what? Nah, I'm out of here. I'm just, I'm, I'm walking. You know how like Godzilla walks into the ocean, <laughs> you know, at the end of a Godzilla movie, he's yep. like, I'm done with this shit. You know, that was, that's Rousseau. She's just like, she's Godzilla walking out of here. Bad. And I just love, I love that energy. Adam, MVP. I originally had it as Saeed for lack of a better option, uh, just for learning that torture is bad. <laughs> but as we talked about it, uh, I'm changing it to Mikhail again. Oh, yeah. For, being, oh, yeah. for yeah. being interesting, for, for presenting us the audience oh, with something new dude. and compelling. Great fucking pick. And while they won't go on to expound on it more often, site or Mikhail is continually just relegated to the sidelines throughout. This was they brought a new character on, a new recurring character, and this this is a, a gold mine here for some great shit. So I'm not gonna ding him in this episode for not doing anything with it. But the establishment of Michaela character here, I, I I fucking loved it. When he's like, let's stop playing this game. And he just yeah. starts the fight. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm like, I'm in. He's yeah. calculating. He's a man of action. He's mysterious. I, he, I don't want him to die. You yeah. know, I'm not like, oh, he's a villain. I just hate him. I'm like, what is this guy's deal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So that's great a great pick. pick. But there's a flip side to this coin. <laughs> exactly. 
um, the other side, the lost, uh, the lost forever. The person who really we could have done without. They, they, they kind of got in their own way. They got in our way. They got in the audience's way. Tripping over themselves. Uh, if you can't improve the silence, don't say anything. Lost forever. Who do you got for us, Bree? I think we all know that I hate John Locke. <laughs> I, I was already typing it before you even him. started talking. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I think. I guess he does He does add some to the episode because obviously he's the reason for the explosion, but hmm. I don't like him and nothing you guys say or do will ever make me like him. <laughs> I hope he stubs his toe. Nice. There's, there's a really funny bit where he puts an orange in his mouth and he smiles <laughs> and it's like he's got an orange smile. And even then it's weird. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> even when he does oh, that, it's weird. Now I want him to be punched in the face. Oh, okay, that's fair. Um, he builds a trebuchet at one point. Um, <laughs> boy, I'm really trying to think of why I love John Locke so much. Uh, for the for the meme? Uh, <laughs> he always tucks his shirt into his pants like an old man. Uh, what about you, JP? <laughs> Who's your loss forever? I was gonna say the kids at the fireworks in the cap, but I'm gonna say John Locke. I don't, Listen, I don't think this is the first time you've taken Locke, actually. It's it's not. It's not. John has drank the island Kool-Aid, but <laughs> episodes where they're not Locke episodes, he's often miswritten and they just there's a lot of like miscontinuity in terms of like how John Locke would act when he's not the main character. Yeah. Um and this was completely fucked up in this episode. It just, it, there was no continuity. It didn't feel like it, the same guy that it didn't, he doesn't seem like the man I fell in love with. Uh, so yeah, jail. Yeah. John Locke. Adam. Yeah. I mean, you said it, you guys nailed it already. Like he does so many things that are so easy to dislike in this episode. Uh, yeah. He's, he's miswritten that everything that he yeah. does in this episode, I just don't buy that Locke would actually do it. Like being so distracted, like, and maybe this is, I don't know. Like we watched that episode where near the tail end of this mission and Locke's like, Oh, I'm changing teams. I'm joining the others. Like, yeah, I don't know where the shift happened and maybe we just haven't seen the shift, but like, maybe it's got something to do with the hatch blowing up his, his running with Ben or whatever, but like he just, yeah, it seems mischaracterized. Like yeah, Locke was hypervigilant. He was a protector. He was all of this stuff in the early days. And now he's just like, yeah, he's, he's zoned out. It was his idea to head out in this direction anyway, with the, the echo stick and the bearing right. or whatever. And then like yeah. along the way, he's just doing nothing to protect Saeed, nothing to protect Kate. It's just, and then, and then again, blowing up the, the farmhouse without consulting them. Like that just seemed like, or, just seems... or warning them that it's about to explode. <laughs> or, yeah, That's yeah. more my concern. What if someone yeah. forgot a bag in there and they're like, oh, be right back. I mean, cover your damn ears. You can blow your eardrums out. <laughs> yeah. There's that too. Triple John Locke. Well, Bree, thank you for uh, joining us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? Um, I have a really cute dog. Nice. All right. That's well, <laughs> give us a picture of the dog and we'll put it on social media. Dope. Pause for war. Yeah, pause of war. Fuck yeah. That's a good one. Nice. Hell yeah. That, that'll... Come up in the uh, the work trip mini episode. Okay, cool. Uh, Adam, what are we watching next time? <sighs> yeah, what are we watching next time? Uh, if you, the audience out there, are trying to be lost with us, please tune in next time. We are going to be talking about season three, episode sixteen. One of us, centric character oh. Juliet Burke. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm. Bree, you might have to come back on for that one. There's a very pretty lady in that one, too. And in case you forgot, we are also going to be covering Missing Pieces number two, The Adventures of Hurley and Frogert, centric characters Hurley and Frogert. All right, I might be back in on the Missing Pieces thing. Ah, <laughs> yes.
Yes. I was so mad when you said missing pieces, and now I'm so excited because you just said Frogert. Frogert. <laughs> Fuck yeah. The mysterious Frogert. Right. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about his adventures with Hurley. Uh, and we'll probably only spend about 10 minutes on one of us and probably 40 or 45 on the adventures of <laughs> Hurley and Frogert. So. So yeah, come back uh, in a couple weeks and check that out. Um, I want to say thank you again to Bree for taking the time out of her day to uh, talk Lost with us. All right. Well, uh, and yeah, thank you out there for tuning in to this episode of Lost on Lost. Yep. 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 I'm Adam. I'm JP. I'm Bree. She's Bree. (laughs) Do you have any idea what's going on in this show? (laughs) Nope. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>